right, welcome to our second uh, Hogcast, guys. Uh, Super Regional was this weekend, and uh, I think we have to take some stuff back from the Baylor Bats. They were actually pretty impressive. That first game, we got rocked. Yeah. They had eight runs, mm-hmm. and uh, Logan Vick was feeding the Beaver. Like, it was it was crazy. Two for four with two homers and four ribs. And that's with the dead and bat. You know, obviously, two years ago, I think it was two years ago, they, you know, caught in, the NCAA sought to curb some of the home run hitting and power hitting is like, you know, they just didn't want stats to go up as much. So, you know, they've done that. And he clubbed home runs despite all that. I mean, he looked like Babe Ruth that day and I pretty like, much made – I mean, really every play there was to make. Like, he had a two-run shot in the first inning, um, put put Baylor up. And after that, it kind of tailed off. It was 2 nothing for a long time, and we were kind of hanging. And then he, he clubbed another one. And that was kind of the backbreaker. I believe that one was another two-run <laughs> shot. And uh, – you know, and then that wasn't even their best player. Their best player was Josh Ludy. Ludy, the, Big 12 player of the year. Yeah, and I think he had an average like 340, 15. Yeah. I mean, just re- really like, pretty much a go-to guy. I'm pretty guy. sure at least their first seven guys were batting over 300. And I think the last guy was batting 299. So, and just after seeing these guys, like, live, they're much they're, their stats are true. I mean, the Big 12 competition aside, they they can really hit the ball. They were they were raking it out there. Well, they did on in game one anyway. You know, the, the most important thing is that that was Arkansas's best pitcher, DJ Baxendale. He he didn't have his best game, admittedly, yeah. but still, I mean, a lot of these guys can get by on on an off day sometimes by just going out there and pitching. And mm-hmm. Bax has always been kind of one of those guys, but even they just squared up every mistake, and the ball was firing <laughs> off there, and like you know, and again, anytime you go down to the uh, RG3 Super Regional in <laughs> RG3 Texas, <laughs> Andre 3000 Stadium, and you have to take the field in RG3. Uh, field, uh, you're, it's a little intimidating. And, uh, you know, Baylor's been there before. They made a College World Series in 05, and they're obviously a great team this year. And even rolling through their regional, you know, they got hot there, and they really continued it through game one. Uh, and their pitcher also. The best thing that Logan and I saw from uh, that game was their starting pitcher. His uh, his best trait was that he knew how to pitch. Yeah, that was the big, bold uh, bullet in his uh, description on ESPN, that he knew how to pitch. I was very impressed. Obviously, Baxter didn't know how to pitch. He didn't get that on his description. <laughs> clearly, and it clearly just... showed as we got raked for runs and runs. But Logan Vick, man, he was impressive. He was feeding that beaver out there. I was literally singing, Don't feed the beaver, bring He's the ball fat. back. <laughs> it was embarrassing, man. They were killing the ball. And, uh... Uh, again, the guy wasn't doing anything overly impressive. Baylor mm-hmm. starter, his name was actually Blank, which was another bad <laughs> omen. And he, <laughs> I was telling Logan during the game, you never want to face a pitcher named Blank or Shutout or <laughs> Zero Complete Game, like you, <laughs> anything you just don't like want that. that. Just like you don't want to face a hitter named Slugger or Big Fly, <laughs> the Great Bambino. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you mean Raker. Great Bambino? Just intentionally walk that guy. Yeah, just walk that dude. Just put him on base. So from the time he walked to the mound, he, and he he was dominant. Uh, mm-hmm. Ficcicello had three hits. Mm-hmm. And I think I don't even know that anybody else got to that level. Like, no, he had I a think big Fico day, was the only one that had more than one hit in the game, I think. Which was most. Yeah, Fico had three, Carver had one, Mahan had one, Reynolds had one. And I think that was it. Matt Vincent had a hit, which is crazy because he has the lowest batting average on the team. I think he hit two twenty for the season. Yeah. And, uh, again, and the Arkansas lineup's not a super-powered lineup by no. a stretch of the imagination, no. but to be dominated like that. Yeah. Uh, these are still Division mm-hmm. One college baseball players, and yeah. to go out there and just get shut down like that was pretty, uh, probably pretty humbling. And mm-hmm. it might have even you know, planted some doubt in our uh, Arkansas's minds because mm-hmm. they hadn't really crushed the ball at the regional. Mm-hmm. They were able to win it three yeah. straight, yeah. 
but it's a little bit different animal to go to RG3 Texas. As me and Chuck said in the last one, uh, if the lower scoring games, Arkansas would definitely be favored in. And as we saw in the series, that was the case. The first game, they scored over five runs, and they won the game. Tell me this. Is eight runs a low scoring output? No, no not at all. I don't think that's, that's a lot of runs. That maybe three years ago with the bats. But three uh, years ago might have been a pitcher's duel. This is like a football score. <laughs> they, they, uh, they got to eight and pretty well coasted. Yeah. And not, not only just hits, they their guys were up there. They were patient. You know, Baxendale <laughs> was around. The strike zone, mm-hmm. he, there were some walks, there was, and, and they just pounded every little mistake. Yep, Baxendale pitched 95 pitches in four innings, gave up six hits and five earned runs. So he was just getting ranked, man. I mean, four innings. And then Trent Blank, your boy, went eight innings, gave up seven hits and one earned run. I mean, he was just studding it up. Was that Trent Blank? I, I thought that was Tim Lincecum. Was that, <laughs> was that not him? He threw 109 pitches in eight innings, and ba- Baxendale pitched 95 and four. Well, like, they're just working the the pitcher, man. That's and Arkansas, once they got down, they kind of abandoned it. You know, there's a yeah. lot of first pitch swings. I kept commenting on during um, during the game. I was like, wow, this is a lot of uh, – we're just mm-hmm. swinging the first pitch a lot. And this is a guy that, mm-hmm. again, we need to work the count a little bit and try to get in his – and we just never got it done. Mm-hmm. But, you know, furthermore, on top of that, that's just uh, – you know, game one was just a – it was one of those games that didn't hit well, didn't yeah. pitch well, didn't I, – I guess they filled as well. I don't remember any errors, but it really didn't make – that much of a difference. Uh, yeah. However, the only upside of Game One is that our uh, podcast on the side was hatched, and we're going to call that Hogcast After Dark. Yes, Hogcast After Dark. We had a bunch of uh, little jokes going on during the game, or some of them. Uh, Ficatello Fe- has a nice frame. That was the best one for me. He had a nice frame. Oh, actually, don't feed the beaver was the best one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or them feeding the beaver like yeah. every time. Uh, Go feed your beaver. And that guy, the, the announcer, had the thickest neck in the world. Looked like the trunk of a tree. <laughs> Uh, he he basically the whole time like that. Did you know? Did you know that guy got drafted for MLB and the NFL? That guy. Yeah, it showed it on there. Yeah, thick neck. I use his neck. I, as I a, never heard as of a hitting as a bat. I don't know. Like, uh, anyway, as you can tell, game one got out of hand so quickly yeah. that we had to find other ways to entertain ourselves. And uh, Hogcast After Dark, <laughs> Feeding the Beaver, we did that. We made up some songs. Uh, there were some songs. It was a good time. Had ball. A lot of laughs. Because you have, sometimes, sometimes you just got to laugh. laugh. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, and honestly, at the end of it, I, was, I can't believe I haven't bought a gun yet. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> uh, on the bright side, though, we had Dave Van Horn. Great. Co- can coach some guys up. And he got us back ready for game two. And... Um, Absolutely, game two. We put ourselves in a chance to win it, and fortunately, Baylor actually uh, kind of gave us that one, as you can say. Arkansas came out in the second game. They took a quick uh, three to one lead. Yeah, three to one uh, into the lead. and then mm-hmm. those Baylor bats again. Uh, they got started, three in the fifth. Started going to work. Got three in the fifth. Took mm-hmm. the lead four to three, and Logan, Arkansas never got anything. What were you saying, Logan? Vick? Logan Vick had another hit with an RBI again. Dude's just raking, man. He's pretty much Mickey Mantle at this point yeah. in this point of the series. Yeah. Or at Baylor, he's assumed mm-hmm. RG three status, mm-hmm. even in defeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, Baylor takes the lead. They they tack on an insurance run in the actually no, that was three. That's right, it was five to four. They got the one in the three. So they're up, but with the way Arkansas is hitting the ball, you got to think that's enough. And it was as Arkansas got retired. They retired thirteen straight batters from the. The, I think the third inning on. Yeah, third inning because you got you actually came over after that right. inning, and we literally didn't get any base runners on to the ninth inning. I don't think I was all excited. I looked I looked fresh in my <laughs> green, my Baylor green uh, V neck tee. I was just trying anything to, to switch the momentum. Yeah. And uh, actually, what I did was halted. You know, I showed up and uh, again, our thirteen straight batters. It doesn't matter who you play. You get thirteen that's straight wrong. outs. That's that, hard to come back. Again, that's that's not hits or anything. That's no base runners. No, for, we had nobody on for like six innings, four and a half innings. Yeah. yeah. So embarrassing. That was rough. However, the pitching staff held the fort, mm-hmm. hung in there, four to three, four to three, four to three. 
again, there's no reason to think that the bats would have gotten going again, but on that day, mm-hmm. they did. So yeah. the ninth inning rolls around. Arkansas is the home team in game two. This is the custom in the NCAA Super Regionals. Yeah. Game one, the host team is the home team. Yeah, game two, it's always the away team, and they one, flip one, a one. coin for the third team. Yep, yep. So Arkansas is the home team. Bottom of the ninth comes around. They actually start getting something together. Mm-hmm. They load the bases. Actually, it's first and second with one out. And there's a ball hit straight to the shortstop, who's really just been yeah. awesome for Baylor. This is, the really, this is the pivotal play of the game, because this shortstop, we gotta, we're going to talk about this shortstop later, but right here, he bobbles the ball and misses the double play that would have sent it to Omaha. But he doesn't get an out at all. So It's like, nothing. Bobbles it. The play is right by second. You know, you, a lot of times you'll see a guy make the play, and he'll step on second and be able to get to two outs. Yeah. Two outs is completely different than one out. Yeah. But he bobbles it twice. He bobbles it in the glove. And, and bobbles, bobbles it out of his hand. So that gets nothing. Yeah, so we got the guy safe at second. Load so the, the bases loaded, up. Bases are loaded. And, uh, you know, next guy comes uh, pinch hitter Jimmy Bosco. Jimmy the Bosco. gangster. Gangster Jimmy Bosco. He had a hit, a hit in. He had a guy's why he's in Waco for it. And uh, he comes in, pulls up the pinch hit, gets drilled with the ball. Ties the game. Uh-huh. And again, at a point where Arkansas's bats look so anemic yeah. that... I would throw a beach ball up there. And I would have too, it. and say, look, put it in play, and we'll <laughs> take the out at, at the plate, and we'll move yeah. on the two outs. Didn't happen. Now, so, the interesting thing was it was a one-two count at the time. Yeah. The guy had Bosco set up. Yeah, he'd better be done. But like, it was, like Bosco was like one of his thugs about to put a hit out on a guy. He had Bosco set up. He tried to come inside of the pitch, hit him, put him on, forced a run home. So yeah. now it's 4-4. Four, four. So they bring in a new pitcher, and on the first pitch, dude beans the guy. Right in the back, man. It was, the I'm not going to say the wildest college baseball game I've ever seen because in the live ball era, there were a lot of wild. Yeah. But, but it was definitely the craziest considering that Arkansas, aside from that one inning, had never gotten anything going at all in yeah. 18 innings of play. Yeah. And they pretty much come in on two straight pitches, lose the game. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot. You know, Baylor, it's, it's hard to tell sometimes with the team. You know, is Baylor going to be down after losing that game? Do they still think they're better? Yeah. There's no telling. Anything can happen in a game three. Yeah. And it did, yeah. as we found out. Yeah. So John Clay, John Clay Reeves after the game said it was his most. It felt the most awesome to be hit with a pitch ever, like most best feeling ever. Of course. And, I, and it, it was. It was amazing. And we were lucky to get out of that game. We really were. We we could have been. We were done a couple times. But one thing I didn't notice about this game is how strong our bullpen is. We don't have to rely as much on our starter as much as other teams. Like Josh Terry in that game, he went seven innings. Stanek, who's our ace almost, only had to go four, and our bullpen stepped up. And really kept us in the game. They didn't score a run either after the fifth inning. So, Exchange big innings. Arkansas had the slightly bigger one and was able to yeah. roll from there. Mm-hmm. So, again, game two, it was, call it what you will, fluky, lucky. It was all that. <laughs> we won the game. However, that's all that matters. They, they got the win, extended it to a game three, a winner-take-all scenario mm-hmm. on a Monday evening. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was predetermined ahead of time. They flipped the coin before that Baylor would be the home team. So mm-hmm. we knew that going into it. And Baylor's the home team mm-hmm. in RG3 Texas, RG3, RG3 Stadium. RG3 Texas. Cap- RG3 Cap- throughout the first pitch uh, to RG3, who mm-hmm. actually, uh, it was interesting. So game three, shaped up like the other ones, kind of low scoring, or mm-hmm. game two for sure. Low scoring, scoreless through nine innings. Mm-hmm. I'm talking, they'd go up, Arkansas would go up. But yeah. Just back and forth, no runs scored. Just, I'm talking two guys, and these are supposed to be the number three starters, the weaker the third starters. They look like Sandy Koufax, and we got to pitch against each other yeah, in the, the 60s. The good thing for us is we had Fant only out there for four innings, like we said before. The bullpen was really uh, – but they only used two pitchers. Mm-hmm. We used five or six. I think five. We used five. Had to escape a couple. Bases yeah. loaded jams. Yeah, we, were, we had the bases loaded twice. and Or they had the bases loaded twice, sorry, and we got out of it. So we really were lucky, but it, our pitching, man, was just amazing. The bullpen really stepped up. Um like I said, so we got to the 10th inning, and um, it's the bottom of the 10th. They're the home team. 
And uh, we no runs were scored. The Hogs got the run in the tenth by uh, what happened? We got the guy Jake on, Wise. Yeah, Jake Wise hit a single into the outfield after Brian Anderson got on to first, got sacked to second, and then he scored from second. And uh, Van Horn after the game said that nobody noticed this, but Anderson as he was rounding third actually fell down. It almost cost us the game because Van Horn was like, "I didn't want him to go after he fell down. I wanted yeah, to stay at third. But now he went and he scored. He made it. So it was it was kind of funny to see that. But anyway, so bottom of the tenth, Baylor. I think they have one out. Um, I think a runner on first, Logan, maybe. Logan Vick had reached again. Logan Vick had reached, and I think Luddy actually might have been two on. It was first and second, mm-hmm. and um, the coach decides he's going to sub in for his. This is actually in the ninth. I'm sorry, I need to go back to the inning. It's in the ninth because we hadn't had a run yet, and the reason that. Uh, Anderson got that hit, or uh, Wise got that hit, was the shortstop, was a sub-in for the sub, for the other shortstop that actually had messed up the day before with the... Defensive replacement. Yeah. So, um, he replaced the guy, though, for a pitcher in the ninth inning that only had five at-bats all year, like as a DH, to try to hit and get a hit. And I just don't, I don't know. That was just a Sometimes these, these coaches, they can, they can almost hurt you more than they can help you. They almost try to overmanage a little bit. I, I'm a firm believer in dancing what brung you. Uh, and I think a lot of people would agree. Like, I, I mean, I get that guy made a mistake, but you got to let that guy try to make up for he's it. He's been your starting shortstop all year, and you're the number four team in the country. I think at some point, you know, I think it's a short memory type and thing. And to pull the guy that's been playing shortstop and hitting all year for a pitcher that's only had five at-bats all year, that just doesn't make sense it's to me. It's desperation almost. It's, all, and, and it's almost like they knew that was their chance. Yeah. I'm not sure. And Suggs, Suggs came the guy in three pitches, the pitcher. So, I mean. Well, I'm I pretty sure their starting shortstop could have at least struck out in three pitches. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he could have done that. And, again, in the next inning when Wise that ball, we don't know that, that shortstop couldn't have got there. He's been playing. He's our starting shortstop. You got to feel like he can get that ball. And he made a lot of play. You know, yeah. a lot of people kind of remember the last play that they made or didn't mm-hmm. make. But he was he's a starting caliber shortstop. He's he's one of their better players, mm-hmm. especially defensively. They say he's got a lot of range. Got a big arm. He made a play in the hole in game one. Yeah, that was almost like a like he was going left. Look at Ozzie Smith out there. Yeah. So, you know, I, I take I put more stock in that than him. You know, it was. It was definitely a big mistake, but that's over with. You got to move yeah. on because the ball that the ball that Wise hit, and that's not what lost you the game. What yeah. lost you the game is your pitcher's inability to not hit a batter with the bases <laughs> loaded. Yeah, yeah. So game two is all just ridiculous for them. But no, I mean, I really feel like he might could have gotten that ball because, like, it wasn't like a, a gapper. I mean, it barely missed the guy's glove. He almost got it anyway. And that's the backup shortstop. The backup shortstop. So you don't know that guy couldn't have got it. You don't know. So it, it kind of. I mean, I'm glad. I'm happy. Sure. But uh, I just don't really get the the rationale. That's why. I, Situations like that, I'm glad to have Van Horn. Because Van Horn, like, twirled the pitching staff like a pro. Yeah. Like, he got out of everything. He knew exactly what matchups we had. He knew what the guys to bring in. And he knew when his guys were done. And he was not going to let them score a run. Because he knew how anemic our offense has been. And they got us the win. They, they would shut him out. Exactly. And, you know, that's where you really see it. I think baseball, as much as in football, you can see the mark a good coach has on your program, your you know, your mm-hmm. franchise. Like, Basketball, I don't think it matters as much. I think questionable guys can win a lot. I think if you have a lot of egos, it's important. But mm-hmm. in baseball, it's so important to go out there and juggle your lineup and know who hits who and what situation. It's just there's a lot that goes into it. And I, you know, and Van Horn has always been one of the best guys. You know, this was actually shaping up as a really disappointing year for Arkansas baseball. Now we're the Cogwoods. <laughs> Number four. And, again, still on the hunt. And the scary thing is this team hasn't hit yet. Potential. The, the, that's the, this team – I don't know that they've got the potential to be the 1927 Yankees or anything, yeah. but they definitely have the potential to hit better than 211 for an entire region, for an entire tournament. The Arkansas is hitting 211 <laughs> through the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament right now. I mean, That's terrible. I think that if, if the Rage Bank gets the bat going, it's going to be scary. You the pitching want... does really well, and Omaha's a little bit bigger ballpark. That's going to favor Arkansas as well. Yeah. Arkansas playing small ball, pitching yeah. the ball well. 
sacrifice the runners over. Mm-hmm. If Arkansas gets to four or five runs, then uh, that could be a re- and especially in the first the first game in Omaha against the Kent State Golden Flashes, uh, home of the great Stan Heath. Great Stan Heath, my man. He wasn't too bad. He was all right. Hey, yeah. after the Pelfrey era, after he Pelfrey, looked like Dean right. Smith. <laughs> he looked like Bobby Knight and Dean Smith. <laughs> Combined. And Com- Nolan. Same, and Nolan. Just at the same time. Just uh, uh, Anyway, so. That's the second Pelfrey shot we've taken <laughs> in two weeks. It's going to just keep we on We may rolling. need help. <laughs> it's been a long ten years, dude. But Kent State has had a really good season. Kent yeah. State is, uh, again, they're. They're, they played in that famous 21-inning game. Yeah, that marathon. So, in Gary, Indiana. So you know they got depth. You know they got that. Um, the only good thing for us is they are they don't have Murderer's Row that uh, Baylor had. Not quite. Their first four guys got over 300, so that's kind of scary. But after that, it kind of gets back to, you know, down to earth, 255, you know, 260, 270. It's pretty good, you know. I feel like we're, I think it's a good matchup for us. I really do. Um, well, you luck out anytime you dodge South Carolina or Florida, or, at least for one game. Yeah, or that How powerhouse in Stony Brook. By the way, Stony Brook, if you're listening, and I know you are, <laughs> I am so good sorry. job. Y'all just raked the ball all weekend. Y'all should have swept in two. We, uh, we want to apologize for saying that LSU had the easy road going through. I just saw the four seed. And I've never heard of you, so I assume you yeah. didn't know what you were doing. I just want no part of you. Just uh, know yeah, that. I want to. I want to duck out. Uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously, if we see Stony Brook in the championship round, I, we're going to show up and I'm going to watch. But I, I'm, scared I'm not going to. Like the way it is, so you know, and I know you're listening. So I apologize for that. Y'all are definitely deserve to be there and uh-huh. pounding LSU like that over three days is, it, I mean, that's as good as anything yeah. you can do in college baseball. So, so do you think Kentucky State crapped their pants when they saw the three SEC teams on their side of the bracket? Because I feel like I would if I were them. I don't. I think. Well, it's interesting you say that. Don't forget they beat Kentucky in the famous 21 inning game. Yeah, they and did. Kentucky had a, had a really good regular season. Mm-hmm. Kentucky's a Actually, their baseball pro, you know, has really taken off in the last couple of years. So, yeah. uh, I think they know they can play with that caliber of team, even if it did take twenty-one innings. Yeah. Uh, and at this point of the season, if you've won two rounds, I don't think yeah. you're afraid of anybody. And I think they probably feel like they probably got the easier. They got the easier of the three SEC teams, definitely on paper. Now, right. Arkansas's playing really good ball right now, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Arkansas's really peaking at this point. But again, if you're Kent State, I think you feel good because not only did you win the twenty-one inning game, you win the Gary Regional. <laughs> yeah. Against. Uh, Purdue. Purdue is the host. Purdue and Kentucky. And, uh, but you also just got through going to Oregon on the West Coast. It's a little bit different animal. You go out West. They're traveling all over the place. Like yeah, they're logging all kind of frequent flyer miles. <laughs> Congratulations. They're feeding the beaver. Feed the uh, beaver. And they, uh, again, they, they went to Oregon. They won. I mean, this is really going to be like a, almost not a home game for them, but mm-hmm. they're not going to be too far from home, you know, in Omaha, Nebraska. I think they, again, like it's hard to tell with the caliber of, Opponent they played, but look at their non-conference schedule. They didn't really play any big names. They, they split with Georgia Tech. They split with Georgia Tech. Miami. They beat Miami yeah, beat two Miami. out of three. Um, they lost to Penn State two straight. They lost, They got pounded by Fresno State. Fresno State twice. So they got raked by them. So it, it's kind of hard to gauge if they're uh-huh. just like peaking at the right time, if yeah. they just kind of got a good draw. There's no telling. I don't. I, I got to admit, I don't know much about Kent State. I should have said that about Stony Brook, but yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, but Kent State, again, at this point, they're one of the that eight best teams in the country. They feel like they can do it. One of the best things also that I see about them on paper is their pitchers are not nearly as amazing as Baylor's ERA-wise. They don't have guys they, like they shut out on their team. <laughs> their ace is David Starn, uh, David Stern asked, uh, 2.21 ERA. That's their ace. Do you still beat your wife? <laughs> that's their best ERA pitcher. So maybe that'll get and our And that's against going. a slightly lower yeah, caliber of competition. They're in the MAC. They're still in the good, MAC. Yeah, so, okay. I mean, it's not. It's much. It's much lower than the Big Twelve, which we sure. we already rocked on them a little we, bit. We, so. we could we could have guessed. Yeah. Well, uh, the interesting thing too from Arkansas's tournament run so far is uh, in the op- in the 
NCAA tournament opener against mm-hmm. in uh, in uh, Houston. Yeah, they scored five runs, won the game five to four. Yeah, in game two against Rice, the the regional host in Houston, mm-hmm. they won one to nothing. Mm-hmm. Scored one run. Game three, the closer, the clincher against uh, Sam Houston State, Houston also State. in Houston, five runs, one five to one. Yeah, go to Baylor. Game one got rocked as we talked about eight to one. Mm-hmm. Game two, they <laughs> won. Five to four. <laughs> Game three in RG three Stadium, one one to nothing. Then let me top this off. Guess uh-huh. what our record is? Five and one. Five and one. <laughs> so if you're listening at home, and again I know you are because you're you've gotten to this point. You got to the podcast here. This point. the magic number for Arkansas is going to be five. Mm-hmm. As I we, five, I think as we hinted I at, I think last five week. is going to win this game. Yeah. Also, check. I have to just point this out. I predicted the series to achieve. That's true. Last last week. Well, to a T. That's true. He did. I, I, I actually said we'd win in three as well, uh, but I thought we'd win game one. Logan actually did. Like, I, that's the only thing that I hate most about it is that Logan was like, I really wish. Uh, but he did. Like, he said, game lose one game one. one. And I was like, I don't know if we can win two straight on the road, but we did. And uh, I've never been so r- happy that Logan was right about anything. It's just so rare that, you know, that, that it, you know when it happens, you have to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But, again, it doesn't matter at this point. You know, mm-hmm. Baylor's a great team. Any, any, I'll take any series win you can get against the number four team in the country. Definitely, definitely. Really, compared to Baylor, all these other – Teams are kind of like a, you know, just like it doesn't even compare. Like yeah. you know, at this point, the teams we played so far. Yeah, teams we played so far. Because even Rice, Rice was decent, but they're no. Rice they're, good team. they're not as good as Baylor. No, they're a little better. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Sacramento's scary because they're on yeah. a thousand game winning streak. See, I'll tell you what. Tournament. Who are you more scared of in the tournament, Stony Brook or South Carolina? Who hasn't lost a game in the postseason? South Carolina's due to lose a game. Yeah, they're due to lose a game. However, what if they what if they win again? That's, unpre- that's three straight. That's the biggest. That's, that's insane. That's amazing. That's uh, UCLA. They lost the postseason games. It's two thousand and ten, and they still won. Yeah. So that that's, that's not bad. South Carolina is there. They're just a. It seems like they're a tournament team. Just, yeah. Uh, but again, they're going to play Florida. We said right. Florida. They got Florida. So they got Florida, and Florida was the SEC regular season champ. So that's yeah. going to be really mm-hmm. the matchup to watch. Uh, yeah. But anyway, that's going to be Saturday, five o'clock. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, obviously approximate. You know, there's no yeah. telling if the game runs long or not. Yeah. Tune in. It's going to be on ESPN. The whole coverage. Uh, should like be, I said, should be a great game. Arkansas, Kent State. Golden flashes. Yeah. I'm sure Stan Heath will be in attendance, <laughs> and no RG3 or Fat Beavers will be at the stadium. Yeah. So let's get a quick talk about these uniforms, Chuck. Mm. Give it a couple minutes. What, how do you mm. feel about these? I, I, you know, i got to say that they're growing on me a little bit. Obviously, I'm a big – I'm not really for the alternate black, gray, charcoal, charcoal uniform. Charcoal, uh, yeah. As far as the design, though, I like them better than what we had, I, I think. The more I look at them, mm-hmm. they look really good. I'll tell you what, those white tops and those red pants look uh, I loved amazing. it when we did that in – two. it was 2001, 2002, when we were with Nike the last time. Yeah, they look great. That was during the, the Houston Nut yeah. era. We had the, we wore the red pants on the road, the white tops, and it looked sharp. And we quit doing it, they mainly because really- Nut – is a an clown. idiot. Next, clown. I don't know if he had anything to do with it, but it was the best looking uniform I had seen in some time. Uh, they, they look really good. I really like the new SECU emblem. I like mm-hmm. representing our conference like that. Um, it does look good. I they like look the, good on the players. They're going to uh, on the field. I think the thing that I don't, I'm kind of curious about the most is the white helmet. I'm not sure if I like it yet or not. I don't. I, I don't like any tampering with the helmet. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know. It, People are about that now. Mm-hmm. It looks all right. It looks. I wish the hog was red though. It's just outlined in red, yeah. and it's got. It, I think if the hog was red mm-hmm. or or even charcoal, yeah, it might look different on the field. Like I said, they didn't. They didn't really show the helmet on the players, right? In the things, but we'll see. I, I don't want to go for a white overkill. I don't want like an all white number. Like I would want some mm-hmm. red in there somewhere. Uh, but the white. And I'm I'm curious to see if they're going to try to mix in the charcoal with like the red, maybe like charcoal pants, like some accents or something. No, like, like I'm just saying charcoal pants, red top. You know what I'm saying? Like on the be interesting. 
I sound just, like something I did on NCA back in like 2003. You see what it looks like. I don't know. Matt um, Jones never looked so good running the triple option. I didn't really like the charcoal when I saw the pictures of them not on players. But when I saw Tank with them on, it looked great. I think it looks good. I'm just not a fan, but what we've talked about, you know, I just, I, I'm a traditionalist. But the, the, the outline, the basic idea, mm-hmm. pretty sharp. And yeah. i got to say, you know, they if we had to do it, because mm-hmm. I wasn't crazy about these last ones. I really, my favorite one was the one from 05, 06, and 07, See, just that, Arkansas. The thing that gets but, me is these people saying that we need to try to get to a traditional uniform like Alabama. We don't really have a traditional uniform. We change it every right. couple years That's pretty true. much. Like, I, I mean, think they should just bring back the Apex uniforms like, from and the, With the Razorbacks on the shoulders? Yeah, oh, the very oh. money. Uh, no, tell me, I'd rather wear charcoal every game than wear those again. Those, those were ugly. awesome. Those were those ugly. I remember them vaguely. It's just hard for us to develop a tradition. You know what I mean? Like, we do need to stick with. We need to stick with something. So hopefully this is it. I mean, I, I love the way it looks. It lines up perfect. So personally, I'm skeptical as to all this appeal to recruits. But if recruits start committing and saying, "Man, in Arkansas, would be harder than a mug." Dude, Keon, Keon Hatcher and Otha Peters both said that uniforms. They they talked about it in the interview I watched today that they were very. They saw the uniforms with Petrino and they showed them to him and they were like, "Wow, they look much better than any other team that I've looked at." Well, I want to go there. Well, so. all right. Well. Well, it, like and I said, Peters it, is a stud. He was it, a four-star linebacker. That's that's a big pickup. If he gets us recruits, we could wear pink for all I care. <laughs> that, that's fine. Uh, I really and, like and the design is really sharp. If you haven't looked at, if you haven't seen them yet, Google them. They're everywhere. Yeah, uh, ArkansasRagebacks.com. They'll have a good video showing you all of them and a lot of. HD they got pictures. Tyler Wilson's dreamboat self up there wearing yeah. his full uniform and pads. Yeah. Uh, players seem to like yeah. them. Nice the fans little, seem to like. Nice little addition is the uh, razors on the shoulders. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen those. They're really great. But that's all, folks, for the second episode here of Hogcast. Check out with us next week to talk about Omaha and see how the Hogs are progressing thus far. Hopefully we're still alive. Absolutely. Um, oh, prediction. Let's do a prediction real quick. What, right. what, what, what do you think we're going to do in, in Omaha? The first two games? We'll get, will it be first two games for the next time? Uh, probably three. We might have three down. All right. I'm going to say we beat Kent State in game one, okay. lose to South Carolina in game two, and then game three we'll come back and beat South Carolina. You think South Carolina? All right. Uh, that's what I think will happen, right? Oh, okay. Actually, it'll that'll be an elimination. Uh, it'll probably be the loser of the Kent State Florida game, so, so we we'll might play, see Kent State again. We'll, we'll see Kent State. We'll, we'll, we'll be we'll get all the way back to South Carolina again. Okay, so you think we'll win two and lose two? Yeah, and then, then kind of like mimicking the run from two thousand nine. Yeah, that sounds pretty. That sounds good to me. I think we'll. Uh, I think we'll rally. Beat Kent State in game one. I think they'll come out hot. Mm-hmm. Get it? You know, I think we can win that one six to five. Mm-hmm. I actually think we'll hang with uh, South Carolina. Actually, no, I'm going I'm to change it up. I'm going to say Florida's going to win the first game. Oh, wow. Florida, man. the regular season right. champs, going to come out. They're going to end South Carolina's winning streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florida will also beat us, but then South Carolina's still going to come out, and they're going to play in the series, mm-hmm. the championship series for the third year in a row. South Carolina's going to play for the championship again. Again. Nice. Again. Nice. Uh, and we'll be double, like you said, it'll be the same road, except we'll So we'll be in the Final Four, pretty much. We'll pretty, be, again, right. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, like I said, we're three and three against Florida and South Carolina on the year, so that's not terrible. I mean, it's a good omen. Going gotta, in. They're gonna like that. I mean, that's Absolutely. good for those two teams. For us, I think it broke pretty well. Yeah. So. Well, all right, folks. We'll be back next week, and we'll recap Omaha and the Hog Stretch, and any kind of recruiting and football predictions, possibly conference realignment. Definitely. Anything we get a chance to talk about. Thanks, guys.